0: Hello, and welcome to Get In We're Going Healing. My name is Tova, and I'll be your host today. In this episode, I talk about how to use a mirror for healing work, for self-healing work, and for scrying and divination and connection with your ancestors. I share a little story about my own use of magic mirrors and give you some tips. On how you can use a magic mirror in your own practice. If you don't have a mirror and you'd like to learn how to make your own personal mirror, I did make a video on YouTube on my channel called Self Love Activity Number Two. You can find that at Get In We're Going Healing on YouTube. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Now that we have our mirror, what do we do with our mirror? Okay. So this is the time we begin to do mirror work. So as I said, there are the two ways that you can do mirror work. Now, the first way I'm going to give you is the more spell y magic-y, pagan-y, witchcraft-y way. Okay, so now for me, this actually did work. Um, I mentioned this in a previous video just not that long ago. Um, excuse me, about... Um, Connecting with my ancestors through mirror work, I was uh, guided to do some mirror work through um, various meditations, and I kept hearing that message for me: um, mirror work, mirror work, mirror work, looking in mirrors, mirror work, looking at self, mirror work. And prior to doing mirror work, I found I I didn't like looking at myself in the mirror. I spent a lot of time in my childhood. Well, first of all, immature uh, fears of. Uh, Bloody Mary, (laughs) due to a sleepover in sixth grade of my friends scaring the ever-living daylights out of me using Bloody Mary. So for, you know, anything to do with that, like Bloody Mary or like uh, Candyman or anything like that. Couldn't look in the mirror because I was so afraid that something was going to get me through the mirror. I truly believed that it was a portal to another world and something could get me through the mirror. So, for a very long time, I was terrified of looking in the mirror. And when I went to the bathroom in the dark, I wouldn't look at myself in the mirror, I would look down and refuse to look in the mirror. Those are that's a completely other thing. Um, but there was also a lot of time where I would look in the mirror and I would look at myself, and all I would see would be the flaws. In my body, the, the wrinkles, the pimples, blemishes, um, you know, any extra wrinkles or fat or cellulite or, you know, body hair or anything like that. I spent a lot of time looking at myself in the mirror and criticizing myself. And mirror work helped me a lot by beginning the process of talking to myself the way that I would talk to someone else that I loved being able to give myself that love and connection that I so easily gave to other people but really struggled to give to myself. Those things where I was able to look at myself and tell myself all the reasons I'm proud of myself and to forgive myself. So some of my mirror work was forgiveness, looking at myself in the mirror and saying, I forgive you for the harm that you did to others when you didn't know better. I forgive you for not being perfect. I forgive you for falling back into that pattern again during that argument. It's okay. What would you tell someone you loved if they messed up and they came to you and said, "Oh my gosh, I did it again. I did it again. I did that thing that I said that I wasn't going to do, and I did it again, and I am just the lowest piece of crap." Would you join them in calling them a low piece of crap or would you say, You're not a piece of crap. You messed up. You made a mistake. You know what? It's okay. At least you recognize that you made the mistake. At least you notice that you did. And next time, hopefully you'll catch it before you make the mistake. And if you make the mistake again, that's okay. Because learning means making mistakes. And in order for you to grow and learn, you have to make mistakes. So do you tell yourself that? When you mess up. When you do something that wasn't exactly the way you planned, when you act in a way that you, you're not the proudest of, when you do things in a way that you are not the greatest, do you forgive yourself? Do you look at yourself and say, ah, it's okay. We messed that up. Oh, I did it pretty bad. And we really stepped in it this time. It's okay. We can do better. We apologize for the things we did wrong. And we try to do better and we work on it. And hopefully if we take the time to do the repair work with those around us, then they don't have a problem the next time it happens. They know that you're working on it. It's the same thing for yourself. When you mess up, you say, you know what? I messed up. It's okay. I'm working on it. You don't have to be perfect. You're working on it. It's the same thing about caring for your body. Every When you look at yourself in the mirror, it shouldn't be to criticize what you see. It should become a point where we can love ourselves. So this is where you're going to use your mirror. And here's the first activity I want you to do. This is going to be your homework activity. Now that you've made this beautiful mirror for yourself, here's your homework activity. Here, I want you to look in your mirror and I want you to tell your reflection, you, right now, you, how much you love you. I'll go first. I am so proud of you. You have worked so hard to get to where you are and you have healed so much and it has been hard, but you've done it. Yeah, you made a few mistakes, but that's okay. You're doing great. Keep going. You're doing an awesome job. I love you. Every version of you. Every bit of you. Every part that you think is unlovable. I love you. You're awesome. Keep going. And for real, that is how I talk to myself. That's not how I've always talked to myself. I have not done that to myself. For a very long time, most of what I said looked more like, ah, oh, how could you do it again? I can't believe you did that again. You're so dumb you're so stupid. How could you have done something so stupid? You stepped it again. How could you not see it? You were so stupid. Do you know where that voice came from? That voice came from the people around me who did not have compassion for me, because they didn't have compassion for themselves. And so when I messed up, when I made a mistake, they offered me no compassion. They offered me no understanding. What they offered me was criticism and shame and making myself feel bad for making a mistake, expecting me to be perfect. But when we begin to heal, what we understand is that people who do that That's what their inner voice sounds like to them. They do that to themselves. You're so dumb, you're so stupid. Why did you do that? Why did you say that? Because they feel that they should be something different. They should be different than how they are. And they're translating that to you because you should have done better. You should have known better. You should, that you should have known better. Listen, okay. We can only be as good as we are, and that's going to be different each day. That's going to be different based on where your mental state is at, where your physical state is at. If you've done self-care, if you've, if you've been neglecting yourself, then you're going to have a hard time because who's caring for you? If you're not taking care of you, who's taking care of you? And do you expect someone else to fill that role of taking care of you? And I'm sorry to say, but I've learned in my healing journey, if you're waiting for someone else to come and make your life the way that you want, you're going to be waiting forever, honey. No one's going to be able to do that for you because your needs and wants are going to change. No one's going to be able to keep up with that for you. The only person who can do that is you. So the point is that that negative talk, it's time to go. It's time to let that go. It's time to change that into, it might not be positive talk right away. It might start off with, dang, today was a hard day, but we made it through. We're a little rough, we're a little bruised, but we made it through, we're okay. Tomorrow will be a better day. And they could start there, just as simple as saying, oh, today was a rough day, today was hard. We didn't act in exactly the way we wanted to. That's okay. Those around us didn't act in the way that we wanted them to. That's okay. Tomorrow is another day and we can start over. The sun will rise again and we will start again and we have an opportunity for a new day. It might just simply start there, and over time you begin to find a point of love and connection with yourself. The other way that you can use this for scrying is to connect with your ancestors. Now I did mention that, that I've talked to my ancestors and there was a time where I was guided to do so. And I looked in the mirror and what I did was I allowed my vision to unfocus. If you're old like me and you remember the magic eyes that used to be in everything in the 90s, they were very popular, the magic eyes. The key to a magic eye illusion, image, is to unfocus your eyes, to relax your eye muscles and allow yourself to see through something. Instead of seeing directly at it, you see through it. So in order to see the magic eye image, you had to unfocus your eyes and then you would see the image in the background. I was a very big fan. I had a lot of book fairs. (laughs) I took home magic eye books from the book fair all the time when I was in elementary school. So I guess it would have been the 80s as well as the 90s. So these magic eye things, the idea is to unfocus your eyes. Now the same thing is when you're doing scrying work, whether you're working with a, um, a crystal ball or whether you're working with, a mirror or whether you're working with a bowl of water this the, the method is the same in every case you allow yourself to unfocus your eyes and then the image that you see will begin to change and shift now if you wiggle your eyes around it'll go back into focus you have to remember to relax your eyes it's okay if it goes back and focus, but sometimes you'll lose the image that you're that you're beginning to see. You have to remain in like a trance like space with your eyes unfocused. And that was profound for me because I'd begun to try to connect with my ancestors and to talk to them and bring them in and allow them to guide me. So when I was at a difficult stage in my healing when I was acting out patterns that I knew were patterns, but I did not know how to step out of the patterns. I asked for help, and in it's always when I surrender, it's always when I release, trying to fix it, trying to do it myself, that the answer comes. So I stared into the mirror, and I allowed my focus to relax, and the image of myself began to change, and my natural curly hair shifted to gray and the entire image my face got darker my skin tone got darker but my hair got lighter into a more gray my skin tone got darker the thing that remained was my eyes it felt like the entire image went monochrome black and white and it was just my eyes my green eyes that i was seeing in the mirror And they stayed vibrant and bright. In fact, got even brighter like a neon green. And everything else went monochrome. And what I saw was this older black lady with my hair type but gray. And she spoke to me. And when I say spoke to me, what I mean is I heard a voice in my head. Now, I've been spending time doing uh, meditation to allow myself to begin to separate my ego voice from messages from others, beginning to practice channeling. It's something that I've been doing since I was young and I didn't really know how to do it. Um, I just kind of intuitively found it when I was in my uh, late teens, early 20s. Um, And it's just something that I naturally do is channel and it's relaxing and allowing the message to come through. So I hear it in my head rather than it, it, coming through my ears it's like someone talking to me in my mind and I heard you've finally grown up we're so proud of you and I I hear guidance like without going into detail about what the personal situation I was in was in um it was guidance about the pattern that I was in it was guidance about being aware that that pattern existed and how to begin to step out of the pattern, how to stop responding to the pattern so I stop engaging in the pattern. This was the lesson that they gave me in my mirror message from my ancestors. So I definitely wholly invite you to try that. Uh, It's such a great way to connect with your ancestors' spirit guides, but especially ancestors because they're going to share that DNA code with you. And I'm getting shivers as I'm saying this. Um, So I know this is confirmation. When you do your mirror work, ask, ask for that guidance and then just open to it. Really the key to any of this to connect with your intuition is beginning to open to it, beginning to not say, if I hear voices in my head, it must be crazy. Because those voices are often your parts, your ego, your higher self. Sometimes they're, if you're a channel, if you're an intuitive channel, which I believe everybody can be if you do it, in the, if you learn how to do it, you are going to hear the guidance of those who are no longer in the material realm, who are no longer wearing <laughs> these physical bodies that we're wearing, but their energy is not gone. They're still there and they can still contact you if you know how. This mirror. This is a way to how, this is a way to do it. So I encourage you to practice this. I encourage you to take your mirror and if the spiritual stuff isn't for you, that's okay. You don't have to call upon your ancestors, but I strongly encourage you to do it, to talk to yourself, to give yourself compassion, to give yourself forgiveness, to give yourself a pep talk. For real, I pep talk myself all the time. the time when my kid is pushing my limits it's me in the mirror going you could do this you're a good mom you know what you're doing you are safe you are loved you are connected you are okay before I go out and deal with the monstrosity that is raising children so try it connect with it I hope that your mirror brings you a lot of connection I hope that it helps you on your healing path because honestly and truly it has helped me on mine. I've spent many a time in front of my mirror bawling my eyes out talking to myself, giving myself the love and compassion that was not given to me when I was small. When I needed it, whatever part of me that is acting out didn't get that love and connection at that time, I can give that love and connection to myself. I don't need someone else to come and find that seven-year-old me, 20-year-old me, 25-year-old me and come and say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry that you went through this. Let me give you a hug. I can do that to myself and say, I'm so sorry that you went through that. That was hard. That was really hard. And I can understand absolutely how that hurts you. It's okay that that hurt you. Your hurt and your pain is absolutely valid. You are absolutely entitled to have been hurt by that thing that caused you hurt i'm so sorry that you were hurt it's not about fixing it because you can't go back and fix it it's about validating it it's about giving yourself that love and acceptance that was not given to you in the moment when you actually needed it when you needed someone to say that sucks i'm so sorry And to give you a hug and to sit with you. When that's what you needed, but that's what you didn't get. It makes you feel like you're not worthy of that response. But the joy is you can give that to yourself. You can tell yourself, I love you. And I'm so sorry that happened to you. And that sucks. Because your feelings are absolutely valid. The things that happen to you are things that actually happen to you. That hurt and it sucked, man, it sucked. But we can do the work to fix that and to heal that. Because the person who broke you can't fix you. I saw that and I shared that recently on my Instagram and I it resonated so deeply with me. I, I'll have to cite it in the, I'll, I'll link the video somewhere if I can, or at least the creator. Um, She basically said, the person who broke you can't fix you. If you're waiting around for the person who broke you to come and say, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. I'm so sorry that I did that to you. I'm so sorry that I caused you that pain. Please forgive me. You're going to be waiting around because they may never get to that point. And if you're hinging your healing on them giving you those words, then you're never going to heal. You have to choose to forgive that, not because they deserve to be forgiven. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. That's not up to me to say. But it's choosing to forgive them because waiting around for them to actually apologize so that you can forgive them for the apology, they may never, ever bring that to you. So you're going to hold on and not heal? You're going to hold on to that pain just because they didn't say it to you? Who does that hurt? It doesn't hurt them. It's stopping you from healing. So when we forgive, we don't forgive for the other person. We forgive so that we no longer have to feel that, that hurt that went with it. Because truly, if that person did come to you, right? Let's say they did. Let's say they truly came to you and said, I'm sorry that I hurt you. Would that be enough for you to accept the apology? Would that be enough for you to let go of the pain that you have been holding because of that because of the pain without that apology, is that apology enough to let you heal through that? And if it is, it if it is what you need to heal through it. Give it to yourself. Give it to yourself because they may never give it to you. There's another quote. um, I've quoted it a million times before, and I'm going to quote it again, that says, everything changes when you learn to accept the apology that you were never given. So, And I'm getting chills as I say it again. When you forgive someone, it's not for them, it's for you. So if they never gave you the apology... Pretend they did. Imagine that they did. Picture it out. Truly visualize it in your mind. Visualize what it would be like if they came to you and gave you the apology that your heart longs for because of how much pain they gave you. Picture it. Now picture the relief that you feel when you say to them, I forgive you. Does it let it go? then that's all you need. You don't need them to say that. You just need to feel that they gave it to you. And you can do that for yourself. You don't need them to do that for you. You can absolutely do that for yourself by envisioning it and changing it and giving that to you, to yourself. You can also ho'opo'ono it. And I love ho'opo'ono. Ho'opo'ono is the, um, the Hawaiian people's tradition, the Pacific Islanders tradition of Forgiveness. And there are four elements to Ho'opo'ono. The first one is I'm sorry. The second is please forgive me. The third is thank you. The fourth is I love you. Now, I've talked about this before in my surrender and forgiveness episode of the podcast. Um, but I'm just going to reiterate it again real quickly because if that's if you want to know more, you can check out that episode. But I'm going to reiterate it real quick right here. Um, the idea is when you you imagine it, you might have an apology you need to give to someone else, but you may not be able to give it to them in person or you may not be able to, to they might not be willing to even hear your apology. Energetically, you imagine them and you say, "I'm sorry and then you might fill in what it is you're sorry for. I'm sorry that I didn't listen to you when you tried to speak to me. Please forgive me." And then you imagine that person saying, "I forgive you. And then you say, thank you. I love you. And this is something that you can do imagining another person doing for you. As we're talking about imagining that other person giving you that apology so that you can heal through it. Imagine them in front of you saying, I'm sorry that I did fill in the blank for the thing that they did that caused you pain. Please forgive me. And then you feel that sensation of they apologize and I feel okay with that. And You say, I forgive you. And then they say, thank you. I love you. So you can actually physically do this in real life to someone that you may have caused pain to. Or you could just do it uh, in your mind. You could just write it out. You could journal it. I mean, it's all, it's all good. But this is an opportunity with your mirror to do it to yourself and look at yourself and say, I'm sorry that I didn't stand up for you when other people treated you poorly. I'm sorry that I made you feel like you needed to change to make them happy. Please forgive me. Thank you. I love you. So please, please fellow humans, please take this exercise and grow with it. Please take this exercise and show yourself more love. Because when you love yourself, no one can take that from you. No one can treat you badly and steal their love away from you and take away the love you have for yourself. Because the only person who can take away the love you have for you is you. And you wouldn't do that because you love you. So use this. Begin to build your ability to connect with yourself. Begin to find that love that you hold for you, for how absolutely amazing and beautiful and wonderful that you actually are. So until next time, fellow humans, keep dropping those things that are holding you back from being your best, most authentic, most wonderful self. Love and light.